Hey everyone, welcome to this week of the Powerhouse Podcast. We are doing a live recording in two of my Facebook groups right now, and I'm super excited to share with you guys how to communicate your needs and your boundaries this week. This is a super important topic, and actually in our free Powerhouse Women Sisterhood group on Facebook, which you guys can join at any time, we've been talking about boundaries for the last 12 days through an incredible book called I Do Boundaries. It's a 15-day series that you guys can walk through kind of like a devotional. It's a little bit longer. It takes about five minutes to read every single day. And being able to communicate these things, whether that is in your personal life, whether that is in pageantry, whether that is in your work environment, it's super important to both know how to define your needs as well as communicate those boundaries and not feel bad about them. In today's episode, episode 91, we are on our way to 100. We are going to share with you exactly how you can do that. And I know it's going to bless you. So with that, let's jump right into this week's episode. Well, hey, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Powerhouse Podcast. Like we talked about, we are going to be talking about boundaries and how to communicate your needs this week. Now, a boundary is something that most people think is a cuss word. And especially if you grew up in a Christian home like I did, then uh, boundaries was definitely a cuss word. And I don't know about y'all, but you probably know by now I am a super rebel Um, actually like legitimately a rebel. I have all my clients take a procrastination style test and uh, I am a questioner rebel. Like, so mom, thanks for making me that way. She's a questioner rebel too. She totally is. What that means is that you regularly meet inner expectations, but when somebody puts an external uh, expectation on you and you're like, in your mind, you're like, "Uh uh-uh, I don't agree with this. I need to know why before I'm going to do something, that is me. So thank you, Jesus. <laughs> you made me a rebel. But part of that is also why uh, God has created me to be very apostolic and to trailblaze into situations that people have said are impossible. But guess what? When I was growing up, being this rebel and hating boundaries and questioning everything did not always fare me very well. You know, I even look back at things like science class and I look back at things like I loved math because math made total sense to me, but I had a really bad um, science teachers like my entire life. And uh, although I liked the chemistry part of things, like I liked proofs, I thought it was so fun. Anybody else like proofs? We're doing a live podcast right now, by the way. So other people are watching. Did anybody else like proofs or is it just me? I hated like literally everything else about science. It didn't make sense at all in my brain. But I remember specifically when we when we would get to the, the points of science where we had to kind of like what's the word I'm looking like looking for philosophize about things be philosophical about things and we'd get to like evolution and all these different things where it was like trying to prove that correlation equaled causation which is also like the first rule in math that those things do not equal each other I'd be the first one to raise my hand and be like no or like why (laughs) and so boundaries like when somebody would just say this is the way that it is believe it like did not sit well with me my entire life is anybody else that way Anybody else that way? I'm totally that way. So today what I want to help y'all with is to show you that boundaries actually protect you by helping you collect the things in quote unquote your yard that are helpful for you. And that boundaries are things that help you go in the right direction of things that you already care about and that you already want and that God's on your team with that rather than, um, you know, and that's why we have trusted leaders. That's not just why we like pick out of a hat and we're like, well, this mentor looks good. Like this coach looks great. This teacher looks great. No, we need to be really selective about the voices that are, um, 
stimulating our minds and and that are speaking into our lives. It's incredibly important because you're going to become those people. Now, I will give you proof of this. So in the past couple months of my life, I've had some radical transformation. The past quarter, the past four months, I've had literally radical transformation when it comes to upping my intentionality of who is in my circle. Now, this has been in my friend life. This has been in my overall community. This has been certainly in my mentors. This has been in my business life. And um, not only has my company like dramatically, dramatically been successful because of that, but myself as a person, you guys, it's like I have this new, this new filter that sits on my brain at all times that says, yes. Yes, no, maybe so kind of a thing. And again, I really want to emphasize how much of a rebel I am because some of y'all's ears might have like already turned off when you heard the words boundaries because you're like, mm, that doesn't apply to me. I don't like that. Like, meh, whatever. Right. When in reality, like I said, I want to just shift your mindset that a boundary is like a fence post or surrounding the things that belong to you and surrounding the things that are actually in the direction of your dreams. And we're going to talk about that today. So specifically what I want to help you guys with, hopefully I've kind of helped you to reorganize and reorient maybe what a boundary means to you in your own mind. Okay. So it's not keeping necessarily good things out. It's keeping bad things out and it's also keeping good things in. So you're protecting your energy. You're protecting certainly your physical body. You're, you're protecting your, your spiritual energy. You're protecting your emotional energy, your mental energy. I was listening to a podcast earlier today that was even talking about, uh, this is really interesting. Actually, I'll, I'll talk about this. So I wasn't planning on talking about this, but, um, I was listening to a podcast earlier today that, that of a very, and I'm talking like very successful person. Okay. Like each of their businesses makes a million dollars a month. So you can do the math on that. And they only started five years ago and they're like 31 years old. So just so y'all know who are listening, those are my mentors. So I get to pass down a lot of that goodness to y'all. And so let's help you develop your platform to a place of entrepreneurship where you can actually build this freaking asset that you can use after pageants, right? Most coaches aren't going to teach you that. I'm super passionate about everything that we teach you, whether it's in the Interview Mastery Academy, whether it's in the Inner Circle, whether it's in one-on-one -on -one coaching. I want you to be able to use every single one of the pieces of pageant coaching that we give you to be a, a real thing because life keeps going on. Life keeps happening. And whether you win your pageant or whether you don't, it's super important that you know what you've built, right? And like what's in your hand afterwards. So Anyways, I love trickling down all that knowledge to you guys, which is why I write captions forever, literally and ever and ever and ever on Instagram and I'm posting more video content and I just want to share, share, share this um, as much as we can. So even right now, if you guys are watching the podcast, listening to the podcast, I'd love for you to share. Give us a five-star review, um, write out a quick review and on Apple Podcasts, it takes literally two seconds and it would bless the crap out of me. Um, that's how we can reach more people who need to hear this message. And it's free. You know, we had a girl in a national pageant just by listening to the podcast. We had a girl comment last week and she's like, I literally cannot believe that this is free. I'm so glad I found this. And that makes my day. That makes my day. So anyway, circling back to my mentor, um, one of my mentors was talking about how you have a fixed amount of energy and actually how he like procures when he is going to have burnout moments. Isn't this crazy? So talking about boundaries, we need to set boundaries in our lives and be able to know what our needs are and express what those needs are. And we can do that through journaling. We can do that through prayer. We can do that through meditation. We do that through routines, big time, okay? So number one, prayer, meditation, routines, 
habits, like your morning and eating routines, that's how you can set up, okay, what do I need? How am I feeling? We have to slow down to this place to even know what are the boundaries that we want to set in our lives. If we're just like going with the flow and we never actually slow down to think of those thoughts, to be proactive with those thoughts, to say, hey, what do I want these thoughts to be? What do I want? Like, what are my needs? And, And you don't sit down to actually think about that and like digest that then how in the world do we expect to know how to elicit and how to communicate those boundaries? Like maybe you're a magician. I'm not right. Like, I I mean, I can't, sometimes it feels like I can't read my own mind. So I need to slow down and be intentional about those things rather than just expecting those things to like waltz into my life. Right. Those things are not automatic, but it's actually proven that 60% of the decisions that you make in a day, this is going to blow your mind. 60% of the decisions that you make in a day, are based off of subliminal habits. They're actually not things you're thinking about every single day. They're literally things that are running on autopilot, 60%. So you better believe that when it's late at night and that boy that you know is trouble is trying to text you, right? Uh -uh, Uh-uh, uh-uh. 60% of that decision that you're gonna make comes from the habitual nature of the values that you've set, the thoughts that you have thought, and the words that you've spoken over yourself, the things that you've meditated on, uh, that's going to help make 60% of your decisions in the moment. Isn't that crazy? Dude, when I read that, I was like, yo, this is insane. So going back to my mentor, what he does to kind of procure this burnout is he he self-accepted and realized that burnout is totally going to happen, especially when you're playing on your A game, when you're building a business, when you're in pageant prep, like you know that you're in the zone, you're pursuing these big things in your life um, that are inevitably like, you know, I have big goals and dreams. I want to win my pageant. I want to start a company. I want to finish nursing school, like whatever the heck it ends up being. Okay. Like you're going to burn out. And so what he actually does, his is on Wednesdays, your can, yours can be Saturdays, Sundays, Monday, whatever it needs to be, okay? He actually plans for one day a week to literally ruin his routine and have like a half day of just doing whatever you want in whatever order and not feeling bad about it. That sounds fun. That sounds awesome. Now, I'm going to practice this because I actually just listened to that podcast this morning. Just heard about this. I need to practice this yet in my life to figure out what day would work the best for me. But the reason why he does that is because he sets boundaries in his life every other day of a very, very strict morning routine, evening routine, and the way that he sets his schedule and follows through to his schedule. We talk a lot about here on the podcast that you have to be so full of integrity with your own word that you're not breaking agreement with yourself every single day. A lot of girls that come to me and they say, well, why don't I trust myself? Or why do I deal with you know uh, self-criticism? Why do I deal with comparison? A lot of that, you guys, is because you have not learned to trust yourself and you're breaking your own word every single day. Isn't that crazy? But think about it. If you are, if you press snooze is the very first thing that you do, and then you press snooze three times, you've now broken your trust with yourself that says, I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do three times before you've literally even like take in your feet and put them on the floor. That's dangerous. So if we do that, that's why in Interview Mastery Academy all the time, we talk about, hey, have like a five minute routine that has like five things in it for me. I don't look at email, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, anything. I'm not perfect at it. 80-20, okay? Can we start with 80-20 people? So uh, I really try not to do that. I make my bed first thing. I turn on music or a podcast or a sermon immediately, okay? Because I want to feed my mind with good things before my mind gets on an autopilot of negativity or, oh my gosh, what do I have to do today? Whatever. Then I make my bed, I brush my teeth, I brush my hair, and I make my coffee. Those are my five things. I do that. And if I and I and what I've noticed, you guys, is if I do not set a boundary of no, 
I am not going to get on social media and I start to check email, literally my entire day is derailed. I'm not kidding you guys. Like the entire day, because I'm like, I'm a freaking failure by like the first five minutes. I think anybody, I'm just being real with y'all. Anybody else listening right now? Have y'all ever felt that way? Like I literally in my mindset, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm already a failure. Why is it even worth it to try to do anything else the rest of the day? That's how it feels. Part of that is my personality. Part of that's being an eight. But part of that is just the way that the human brain works. Okay. So, so don't break agreement with your own word in the beginning and, and be really present. You know, maybe you need a journal in the morning. Um, I like almost always, unless I'm going to a class, which holds me accountable at night because I care about my, my physical health, I have to work out in the morning or else I like, I feel better when I do. Otherwise I, I take a nap at like two or three o'clock cause I'm super tired and my body's just like, what are you doing to me? Um, I try and get it up at seven o'clock. Um, I'm, I'm actually working on right now getting up even earlier and I've gone to bed consistently before midnight, like every single night for the past couple of weeks, which has been awesome. But I think a lot of times, hopefully this is helping you guys. A lot of times we don't see those things as boundaries, but like we think of them as like only things that bring you physical danger but boundaries are all over the place and defining your needs comes easier when you don't break agreement with yourself because then you're not running away from that internal voice. You actually learn to lean in and to trust that internal voice, right? I don't want you guys to have a fight or flight response when it comes to your inner voice. And I think oftentimes when we have that fight or flight or fright response with that inner voice, it's because we're not listening. And because we're too afraid to make a congruent decision with our values and that produces anxiety, it produces fear, it produces uncertainty. So if you're somebody who deals with anxiety a lot, check, check what you're doing, check your relationships, check your workplace. Are you regularly putting yourself in environments that completely, completely go against your core values? And yet you're just doing it over and over and over because you feel trapped, right? I've talked about this a lot. We do a why exercise and start with a problem at the top of a page that seems impossible. And if you keep asking yourself questions over and over and over and over, if you listen to our Stephen Roddy um, podcast, he mentions this and you just keep asking yourself questions. Well, what about this? Well, how would I do that? Well, why do I feel that way? Well, why do I feel that way? And you start to bring your cognitive for frontal lobe brain into that scenario and start to fix the problem rather than to ruminate on the fact that you feel stuck because a lot of anxiety comes from feeling stuck. So anyways, okay, hopefully we have set the playing field correctly for boundaries now. Be congruent with who you are and your core values is why figuring out your core values is super, super important. And then that will help you to listen to that still small voice of what are the things that I need? And we got to make sure that we're actually slowing down. If you think about it, a still small voice, okay? Do you think a still small voice is going to break through the noise? If you are not willing to get still, boom, baby. No, not going to happen. Okay. Totally not going to happen. So before we get into this book uh, a little bit, I want to take a pause. And at this moment in the podcast, I just want to tell you guys a little bit about a couple things that we um, offer here at Powerhouse that if you're not a current client, I want to make sure that you're aware of. So so often it can be super frustrating when you're going through pageant prep. It can be uh, really, really frustrating. When I was competing at Miss America and, and shortly before that, I was doing my best. You know, my mom and, and I were spending tens of thousands of dollars on the things that we thought were in the correct direction, went into debt over things. And when I got to Miss America, I was super discouraged because I didn't actually know like the standard that was required for me to do a really great job. 
whether it was my hair and makeup, whether it was my outfit, whether it was how I answered on stage questions, whether it was how much I knew my core values, whether it was how I knew how to elicit what we call around powerhouse super stories, I didn't know. And we ended up spending up tens of thousands of dollars in the wrong direction and way too much money in the end. We didn't know how to fundraise. We didn't know how to practice mock interviews. We didn't know how to hone in on the things that mattered, how to make me stand out, how to make me different. And it was all because I didn't have the right circle and the right mentors around me. And so for everybody listening to this episode of the podcast, um, we want to offer you a free strategy call. What it is, is it's a no obligation call. We're not going to pitch you at the end unless that's something that you do want to hear more about our programs. We just want to help you because I know how it feels to be struggling in a situation where, you know, whether it's your paperwork, that's a big one, whether it's your platform and you just don't know how to take that to the next level. I know how frustrating that can feel and we want to be there to help you. So me with my team of experts, we have two other amazing coaches who have been state title holders themselves on our team. You'll get one of us on a free 45 minute strategy call. And we just love to talk you through your biggest hurdles, problems, and obstacles that you've been dealing with in your pageant prep. Absolutely free, like we said. And the link is always in our bio. So we'd love for you to take a second to fill that out. Fill out a quick application. We'll see if you're a right fit for us. And then we'll talk you through that. So it'll be super exciting. We can't wait to meet you. And second of all, a quick pause. If you haven't already, please give us a five-star review if this podcast has been helping you. It helps us to reach more powerhouse women all over the world. And share this with a friend who needs some boundaries. Okay. So back to this episode, back to this episode, we're going to go through this amazing book, I Do Boundaries by Havilla Cunnington. And uh, we're going to talk about how to specifically set these boundaries and that you have the power of choice. So in this book, you guys, it's really funny. Y'all can go read this. Um, I'm just going to summarize a couple of these things. I have tons of red pen notes. That is really great. But she talks all about getting your power back, which is really, really, really great. Um, and what's super, super funny <laughs> is that in here, uh, she actually talks about a moment where she, uh, didn't know how to tell people what she needed and was just really frustrated and wanted to like freak out on everybody. And, uh, the first thing that she said that she had to learn is that she had to learn how to accept that others want to put their feelings, attitudes, and choices in her yard. It's easy for other irresponsible people to see us as leaders, us as powerhouse women, as responsible because we are a reliable person, right? And it's hard because I think in society, even as women, a lot of times we can be looked down upon because uh, society tells us that we should be helpful or we should be nurturing. And sometimes we take that to the extreme and we don't know how to communicate our limits because we feel like the world actually punishes us in society for thinking that we can set those boundaries. And so what she talked about was that uh, her son came home from middle school. As he pushed through the front door, wordlessly passing by, she called out, hey, how was your day? Did you have a good day? His response, an irritated grunt. I persisted. Hey, did you have a good day or a bad day? Can you please give your mom one or two sentences? His face said it all. He turned to me and angrily answered, mom, I'm too tired to talk. I'm exhausted. Why do you always have to ask me questions? Why do you always want me to do something? I don't want to talk to you right now. And she said, tempted to punish him for his rudeness, I stopped myself, quickly noting his response. I planned out how I would communicate my limits. I smiled and kept going throughout my day. About an hour later, as I'm standing there in the kitchen, he enters with an excited look on his face. He was working on a project and needed a ski mask that was stored away in the garage. He needed my help. To which I replied, I was like, yo, when I'm a mom, I will totally do this. She goes, I'm too tired to talk. I'm exhausted. Why do you always have to ask me questions? Why do you always want me to do something? I don't want to talk to you right now. Our eyes met and a huge smile came across his face. 
He knew exactly what I was doing. I quickly explained that I was not comfortable with his disrespect. It was a perfect example for him to get the picture. So here's how we communicate some boundaries. Okay. So a lot of people say too, like, well, isn't it, isn't it, uh, irresponsible to, uh, to, to set some boundaries and isn't that mean because didn't Jesus want us to help other people? So there's a huge difference. Jesus does want you to help people, but there's a difference between taking on the boulders and the backpacks of a million other people and gracefully saying, Hey, you know what? You tried to hand me this backpack. I love you and I support you, but I do not have the capacity to be able to handle both my backpack, which is my daily bread, my daily struggle, the things I'm naturally going to go through and your backpack. So lovingly, here's your backpack back. That is not my responsibility. Okay. And instead of feeling bad about that, I want to help you guys reframe that it's actually being obedient to the Lord. So you can communicate that in a way that says, I've decided that for me, it's important for me to be more obedient to God. And I'm, I love you, but I'm no longer willing to carry this for you. So we can be loving as we still set boundaries. And when you start to feel afraid that they may be mad at you or believe that you're a terrible person, you're going to have to talk to yourself. You're going to have to say, you know what? I cannot make anyone feel anything. I am not that powerful and I have done nothing wrong. I am not in trouble. This is only anxiety and the enemy is trying to put this anxiety on me. Once you understand that other people would love for you to carry their loads, you will be able to understand and discern when the enemy is trying to burden you with the things that God has not asked you to carry. Part of executing healthy boundaries is communicating them well. It doesn't just help me if I have boundaries, but I never share them. I set myself up to be violated, disregarded, hurt, or disappointed with someone who may have absolutely no idea of the consequence of their actions. Critical words, passive aggressive behavior, body language, and sarcasm are all hostile communication. They don't foster healthy relationships, and they certainly don't build trust. How we communicate our boundaries is just as important as actually having them. Now, some of us don't like to set boundaries because we've only experienced people being mean, cruel, or you know, whatever while communicating their limits. And if we just yell at people and we just say, don't do that, stop doing this, leave me alone, that's not communicating your boundaries, y'all. All we're doing is shouting things at people. So I love this. Communicating healthy boundaries is called the art of communicating healthy boundaries, okay? And I love how it's described as an art because arts, you actually have to develop. You don't just, you're not just born with something, right? You're not just born a perfect artist. You're not born a perfect whatever. It has to be something that's communicated. So we have to learn how to say words in the kindest way possible while still being firm and resolute in our setting of boundaries. You don't have to rely on anger, aggression, or avoidance in order to feel powerful. Being confident and knowing what you own and you will be able to communicate boundaries without fear. And you guys, it is so possible to get super, super skilled at this type of communication that those you're communicating with won't even know what hit them. They will see you as respectful, powerful, confident, and kind because you know what you want and you know how to communicate it. They will want to be around you because they can trust you. You say what you mean and you mean what you say. You don't play games. You show up like the spiritual grown-up that you are. Remember, even if they don't like it, you are not powerful enough to make them perceive anything. You know, so often we're living in this cancel culture. We're living in this crazy social media world where people like to use language of, well, you made me feel this way or you made me think that. But at the end of the day, we actually put ourselves in a place of victimhood when we use language like that because 
we take all of our power away from ourselves and we are rejecting the notion that God actually created us to be totally in control of our thoughts and our emotions and our words and our actions, which create the, the results in our lives. If we take a step back and we place ourselves in the victim seat where we say, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm just going to reframe this in a totally powerless position that you are responsible for everything. Then that takes, like I said, all of our power away. And it also takes our power away to be able to be successful and to be healthy and whole whenever we want to be healthy and whole. So do you guys see how that's, that's not very smart? That's not very, it's, it's not helpful. That doesn't get us from A to B. Okay. At all. So here are a couple things, um, that might happen. So let's say that you set a boundary and you try and communicate your needs and somebody's super rude about it. They could say something like, well, I thought that you said that you could do it. Like, let's say they ask you, Hey, can you help play my birthday party? And let's say it's even like your best friend, but you are overworked your pageants in like three weeks. You know, you, you have a big test to study for it's finals week, but your friend really, really, really needs you. They could say, well, I thought that you said you could do it. We were really expecting you to help because you you never help us with anything else. I have no other options but you. How many of y'all, you know that you have been in a scenario like that? So first, they try and plague you with an assumption. They say, well, I thought you said you could. Even though you said, I am resolute that, hey, I'm busy. I'm so sorry. I love you so much, but my schedule does not allow. So I'm going to need to decline your invitation. I am crystal clear that this is how I feel about this, but thank you so much for asking. Let's just say that that's what you said, okay? Then they use extreme wording. Well, never, always, every time, all the time, never of the time, you know, whatever. Third, they use fatal wording. I have no other options. You're all I have. You know, I don't have anybody else. So all these things are meant to draw you in and make you change your mind. So the best response is your first response. Repeat exactly what you just said, without using more words or being triggered or getting emotions in the way to change your mind. And remember, they don't have to like your response for it to be the right response for you. So next, uh, one of the questions I get a lot from certain personality types that maybe more have more feminine energy. So twos, sixes, fours, people who are a little bit more emotional. Um, people ask me all the time, well, what happens if I communicate a boundary and people disrespect it or they, they always try and talk me out of it. So, the thing that I would say to that is you have to be, again, resolute when you're going into the setting of a boundary. And you also have to see yourself as a grown up. You have to see yourself as somebody who is in charge of their decisions, is in charge of their life. And don't let them get to that place in your heart where that little boy or little girl on the inside gets shaken up and says, oh my gosh, like I need to respect them I because they're my mom. They're my elder. They're my whatever. Okay. So don't let them take control of that yard, right? Like I said, bad things out, good things in. You have to set the boundaries and the, the lines, the property lines of that yard and be confident about, I've already decided this is what's in my yard and this is what's not coming in my yard. This is what belongs outside of my yard. Or else you're going to see a lot of backpacks and a lot of boulders in your yard that now you're responsible for trying to mow over and they're growing weeds around it. And then you got to pick it up and carry it to the front yard. You got to put it in the garage, all these different things. So good questions to ask yourself if you find yourself slipping into these habits is, is was I in charge of myself the whole time? Did I do what I set out to do? And if you left a conversation feeling like you pushed those boundary lines, then you might need to call them back and say, hey, you know what? I am so sorry. I know that I said that I would do this, um, but I actually went into this conversation with the intention of saying no. And I felt I felt like we didn't get there. I felt like we got we got off a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm sure in this, but 
my intention was to go into this saying, no, I, I just don't have enough time. I love you very much. And I'm really sorry that this is something that, um, you know, you may still need to figure out, but at this time it, it's a no from me and I'm hundred percent sure on that, but I wish you all the best and thank you so much for asking me. Okay. And that might seem super uncomfortable for you guys. Um, it, it might seem super uncomfortable and they might lash out and they might, you know, foam at the mouth and all these different things. But it's really, really, really important for you guys to know that you're going to continue to be super overwhelmed. You're going to continue to be overworked. You're going to continue to be stressed out the more that you allow things into your yard that are just not meant for you. Okay. So you are committed to managing your choices, feelings, and attitudes. Okay. And if you make that decision, then you can do that in a way that pleases God and demonstrates a manageable, peaceful, and love-filled life that makes you tremendously, tremendously happy and like we said, fulfilled. Okay. So a couple things to remember in closing, irresponsible people love to take advantage of responsible people. This will require working with the Holy Spirit to maintain healthy boundaries. Irresponsible people never learn through lectures. They only learn through consequences and clear expectations and communication. Part of executing boundaries is communicating them well, not just having them. Others don't have to like my response for it to be the right response. And the goal isn't for everyone to agree with my boundaries. The goal is to share them without altering the decision that I made beforehand. So that's it for this week, you guys. I so hope that you enjoyed this episode. I think that this is going to provide a ton of value for you guys. Please share this with friends, especially friends that you might feel like fall on either end of the spectrum of needing a little bit more grace as they are communicating their boundaries. They need a little bit more love in the way that they communicate their needs, or they might be on the other side of the spectrum where they are a pushover, a people pleaser, like we talked about. We all deal with it. They don't know how to communicate their needs whatsoever, and they might need some help being a little bit more firm. So that's it for this week, you guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Powerhouse Podcast, and we'll see y'all next week. Hey guys, Coach Megan here. And again, welcome to season three. I'm so happy to have you here. Please, a couple things I wanted to just say, share this with a friend that you know needs to hear this today. Um, we give out this free information all the time because I'm so passionate about lowering the barriers to entry for women to be successful in pageantry, but also to grow themselves as transformative leaders that know their identity, are great communicators, leaders, and also are initiating and engaging in their calling. So with that, one thing I wanted to make sure that you guys were aware of is a brand new program that we beta launched last fall called the Interview Mastery Academy. And there's nothing like it on the market in the pageant industry. And as a competitor and a coach, somebody who's gone through this and been in your shoes several times, I created this because there was a hole in the market. And I am here as a coach and as a person who loves women's empowerment to fill those gaps and see those problems and provide solutions for you guys. And so this is an eight-week course that is not just pageant coaching, although it will transform your communicative ability as well as your leadership. It's also going to transform you as a person. We get down into the nitty gritty about your mindset, your your different personalities, your core values, your style, your social media. I teach you how I built a six-figure company online, specifically through Instagram. We go through everything from your platform to your paperwork to on-stage question to the advanced questions framework. We handle everything. It is all-encompassing, you guys. I even have 2,000 practice questions as well as timed mock interviews and a national level packing list. I have truly put everything on the inside 
of this academy and we'd be honored to have you be a part of it so how you can get involved is in, at the end of every episode you guys can dm us on instagram you can email us info at powerhousepageantry.com or the easiest way is just to click the link in the show notes no matter where you're listening and we'll send you right on to be able to access either a one-on-one strategy call with me personally a free 30-minute call or if you're ready right, right to sign up you can just tell us and we'll give the information to purchase it is something that will absolutely positively transform your entire life guaranteed and i've created it as a total replacement for one-on-one coaching so that through the craziness of life and the busyness of your schedule you can ensure that you have everything necessary to be successful in pageantry but on your own time and on your own terms so if you'd like more information click the link in the show notes or email info at powerhousepageantry.com and a member of our team will make sure that you are taken care of and with that i love you guys so much thanks so much for listening make sure that you are following us on social media at powerhouse pageantry and at megan underscore swanson and with that we'll see you guys next week